Welcome back to America's leading higher education podcast network, the EdUp Experience, where we make education your business. This is EdUp EdTech, dedicated to interviewing leaders at the front end of technology and innovation in education, hosted by the amazing, the outstanding, the incredible Holly Owens. Now let's get to it and hear from your host, Holly Owens. Hey guys, we all know how hard it is to onboard new software, especially CRM software. You know what I'm talking about. But you haven't checked out Element 451. You can get up and running and see return on your investment fast. Implementation isn't just another line item to worry about. It's included in Element's straightforward pricing. The onboarding is streamlined because Element knows higher ed and automates things other companies do manually all without sacrificing customer service. And you'll be able to send out those acceptance letters within weeks. You don't have to outsource or wait on other departments for campaign content. Element comes with pre-written, professionally designed emails. It's an all-in-one, modular-based CRM system for your admissions department. If you want to increase yield, increase your enrollments, you got to check out Element 451 at element451.com. That's element451.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to EdUp EdTech. I'm Holly Owens, and today with me, I have Elliot Grossbard from Elevate You. Hi, Elliot. How are you? Hey, Holly Jolly. I'm doing great. So happy to be here. <laughs> I'm excited to have you and talk about Elevate You on this episode of EdUp EdTech. So, you know, getting into, we know each other. We've, you know, been friends for a while now. We've talked before. So this is going to be a really fun and engaging episode. But I really want to know, I've never asked you this question. How did you, what is your journey into the tech space? How did you get here? That's a really interesting question uh, to lead off with. Um, I had no experience in higher education or the education field other than providing educational furniture for almost a decade, two tours, uh, anywhere from K through 12, all the way up to higher education. Uh, But that's where it stopped. Um, And it really has something to do with COVID. Um, You knew that, you know, that I'm a, I was a consultant and advisor to startups prior to joining Elevate You. And I was doing some pro bono 15 minute talks uh, as an advisor to some startups that I felt had we're in growth mode and had real potential. And Elevate You was one of the companies that I offered 15 minutes of my day to talk to that I found an angels list of all places online. And um, Michael, the CEO and, and uh, co-founder, Michael Houston and I hit it off, became a strategic advisor. And then I really got passionate about what Elevate You was doing. And the fact that I have two kids in college right now I get their tuition bill every single month, every single semester. Yeah, job helps. (laughs) Yeah, and I have and I have my youngest, my baby, seventeen. He's going to be going to college in a year and a half from now. And I think what solidified me wanting to put everyone else aside, anything else that I was interested in, clients that were busy or not busy at the time, and just focus on elevate you and join full time was after sitting in a class with my 23 year old that was taking biology online and I was horrified. And thankfully he's still getting straight A's, 
but I heard and I spoke to parents after that and heard the struggles that they were having and their kids. And then I took about a couple of days doing a deep dive and talking to professors and other people in the industry. And I realized not only do I want to be part of the solution, I need to for the selfish reason of my, my baby. You know, uh, this needs to change. You want to help other students like you're helping your children. It sounds, it sounds like a natural progression into this, this space for that. And actually you saw live what was happening. You know, we're not going to mention any of those courses, but sometimes the education experience isn't what it should be, especially with this pivot into COVID. So your journey is more of a personal one into the space. And I think most entrepreneurs find most success when it is personal and, and and a previous company of mine the tagline was it's not just business it is personal so it becoming a passion of helping my family my children and then finding out where friends of mine and their children are dropping out of school after being straight a students and then not being happy with enough progress in making uh, online education more interactive and just waiting the virus out was not something that I was just comfortable just sitting around and watch happen. You felt the motivation to jump into the space and help, which is great. It's a, that's how a lot of us get started. You're right. Um, you know, I started out as a high school teacher, but my love for educational technology led me into the space of instructional design, instructional technology, higher education. And of course I still teach on the side. So that's, that's a wonderful story. And I'm sure a lot of what you're saying will resonate with our audience who have children in K through 12 virtual school, they higher education, um, you know, themselves going back to school and being online and having to dive into these technologies. So in your personal opinion, how would you define the term educational technology? I like to ask all the guests this because everybody has a different definition. So I want to hear your take on it. Well, just think about it, the, the, the chronological order of, of the term. It's not technological education. It's not techno technology education. It's educational technology. So the focus is the education, and I believe it's using technology almost as the adjective to improve on education and using the technology and what we have that is available to us, but we just don't know all about it, and it's not so easy to get it. There are a lot of smart people in the world, a lot smarter than me, but being able to be in touch with those type of people and put technology to work for us is, is you know, that I think that's one of the best things in the world. It's the same thing with, you know, when you talk about um, agriculture technology, it's, it's agriculture and using technology to make it better, right? Water technology, using technology to clean water and make it more healthy. Well, education is, is one of the pillars of any person's success, any ecosystem, any uh, country, any community. So I'm surprised it has taken this long to use technology in order to improve education. And I'll never forget what a vice provost um, of a school that we're starting to work with down here told me when he made the switch from being faculty and professor to being an administrator 
he did not realize how much of a mindset professors and he included himself had where you're different because you're an instructional designer and you're Holly Owens. <laughs> But, I'm a little different, but I am still a faculty member. Give me some credit. <laughs> and and he said that he saw that the focus was, this is how I teach, bring the students that work well with the way that I teach, almost like cookie cutter, right? And he said that- it, That it, don't work. <laughs> you know, convincing that mindset of a professor that you have to teach to the students. You know, King Solomon said it you know, teach the young lad according to the way that they learn. I'm not doing anything different. I'm not, I'm fulfilling the prophecy or whatever. Right. But we're talking about if I had to go do online education today, when, when I was a student, the way I was, I, I would never have graduated even with, you know, with a bachelor's. Um, I would drop out probably in the first six months just because my intention is not there. Um, whatever it is, the way that I learn is more visual. I have to be engaged. And my favorite teachers were always the one that got me excited and interested without that much effort. You know what can help us do that without that much effort? Technology. Artificial I agree with intelligence. you. Yeah. So he said, I don't want to forget my thought. He said that changing that mindset from professors to let's go to the students it got in my head that let's stop focusing on teaching and let's start focusing on learning. And it doesn't start with the students learning. It starts with the educators. And if we Absolutely. help educators help students learn better and the way that they learn, I think we're going to all be a lot happier and successful. That is very well said. And a lot of the stuff that you just said is so true. Um, and it's really difficult as a person you're working with to shift the mindset of the faculty member from teacher centric to student centric or to like everybody like community centric and that learning is the goal here. And that while you have all this content to cover, there's going to be some things you're going to need help and technology can help with that. I think some faculty members feel like technology might replace them, which is not the case. It's only going to elevate and enhance what they are trying to do and also streamline some things. So in talking about that, let's get into some information about Elevate You. You know, the audience is probably on pins and needles right now. Like we haven't talked about Elevate You. What, what? is Elevate You? <laughs> yeah, what is Elevate You? Describe your product and the services that you offer and how you help institutions and organizations in education. Tell me all about it. Um, I'll start by saying, you know, what is artificial intelligence? Starting, you know, getting into higher education and this new industry for me. I had no idea what it was. I thought it was robots. I thought they were replacing humans and they're not. The, the computers are able to calculate and computate things much quicker that the human brain will never be able to do. And it never works well on its own. So what humans give in terms of information to AI and then machine learning without humans, artificial intelligence doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So I was able to understand that. And now that I talk on a regular basis with professors, higher education leaders, um, and IDs like yourself, they're, I think, you know, by, by force because of the pandemic, they're being open to hearing that. And then once it's explained, 
to them, just like it was explained to me, they don't, you know, they're not so scared about it. So what does elevate you? Yeah, uh, tell, what, yeah, it's going to be hard. I was just thinking about this question for you. It really is something you have to show people, but that's obviously going to be in the show notes, but try to explain it in a descriptive way that the audience gets like this imagery in their head. You know, I'm trying to think like how that's your challenge right now is to explain <laughs> that. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Well, in, as, as a company, as a brand, as a person, we are always evolving. So what started off what Elevate You was, which was just plainly said, an AI textbook publisher and e-learning sandbox has been clarified and refined to be the following vision. Elevate You personalizes learning. Now we're focusing in higher education and I'll get to that in just a moment, but how do we do that? We are personalizing learning in order to give students the ability to learn how, when, where, and the pace that they learn best in. And who's the person that can quickly and, and, and define that the best? It's the teacher. It's the educator that can identify what students and how students learn. And with the help of artificial intelligence, we make that possible. So we work with professors to take their existing courses, their course materials, their syllabus, any kind of documents or media that they're using, PDFs, Word documents, videos, whether they're recorded and they use it in Vimeo or Zoom recorded lectures or YouTube and presentations and pictures and other things that they use as part of their delivery of their course. And we help them index it and define what they are and title it correctly. And then they just drag and drop it or upload it into our platform. And there, that's where the artificial intelligence takes over. As long as everything is labeled you know, the right way and titled, this is chapter one, 1A, 1B, 1B2, the modules all in order, the computer can put that together. And what we're left with afterwards is a, is a functioning first draft of an AI textbook. So That's now wonderful. it's not a stagnant. You did a great job. I just wanted to comment. You're doing a great job. Okay, good. Thank you. Good, <laughs> good, good, good. Keep going. So, you know, essentially we all learn differently, right? I know you can talk about this more than, than, than I can. And I've had some heated discussions with some uh, professors about, you know, the learning styles, the VAT. Yeah, the it's, visual a, it's, auditory. A, it's a conflict these days about if they, whether they exist or not, but we definitely know the people, the brain, we do learn differently depending yeah, on. Yeah, just think about that. Or we have preferences. Let's just say yeah, we have preferences. I, I mean, there are some things that I would prefer watching a video on, other ones that I actually prefer listening to as an audio file. Sure. And there are other things I, you know, there are some sports that I would rather watch it on a TV. Right. And actually, in, you know, going there and playing it myself, certainly in my 40s. But when I was younger, I, I didn't want to watch it. I wanted to play it. I wanted to be Michael Jordan. I didn't want to right. watch him play, you know, on channel 33 of WGN back when I was growing up. The thing is, is that a lot of times students and, and, and people, we don't know what is the best way. But, but think of it this way. If you were able to have a manual to determine Everything that you're learning, this is the best way to learn it. Listen to uh, an MP3, watch a video, 
do an exercise where it's question answer, almost like the magic treehouse book, right? And the function of learning. And I know you're smiling. I <laughs> can't see you when I say that. But imagine that there is a technology that can help determine that for you based on questions that you ask, that, that the students are asked at the beginning. And then as you go through the semester and the, the progress of the course, it adapts according to how quickly you mastered this part of the lesson versus you took a little bit longer in this area. And then the first way of learning it will be that modality, more visual versus auditory. Yeah, so you're really, you're really what, what you're taking the content and you're putting it in an organized format, but it's also learning how the learner learns and it's generating that information that they need which is something that is very important in education because like you said, not everybody has learning preferences. So the styles, whether they exist or not, it can customize that. And you know, that's really something great in education because students don't want to learn thing they, things they already know. Exactly, yep. And as they go through it, you know, the adaptive learning process is that students are not allowed to go on to the next section of their textbook of their course unless they prove to the living breathing textbook and therefore the professor that they have have had a clear understanding and mastered that concept so a professor can say i want to make sure that there's 80 percent mastery before they go on to the next section we don't tell the professors how to teach we give the tools for the professor to do what they're doing already and allow students to learn either by default in the way they want to learn or they can choose to learn the same lesson listening to it watching it or participating in it and even though it's difficult to comprehend that kinesthetic wise in a digital environment you know let's not forget holly you know, Elevate U was founded in 2019 BC before COVID. Right. And it was, we're going to get to that. <laughs> yeah. And it was, and it was, and it was based, uh, I'll wait for that to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to get to that. And, you know, because I really want to know how the company pivoted when it came to COVID. Mm. Um, so hold that thought. But I also want you to talk about what you do for the instructors. You taught, you touched on it a little bit. But really, what does the instructor get out of this? And what are you doing at a cost savings for students? So that 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 meat and potatoes of Elevate You, what is that? And I am I'm an Elevate You consumer. So I will definitely speak, you know, to the greatness of it that I'm I'm taking my own course and my own textbook. Um, and I'm I'm working with Elevate You, you and then Michael to make an instructional design book. But tell us about the benefits of what what you do with the instructors and also the cost savings for the students. I'm gonna I, I hate answering a question with another question. But okay. There's a there's a method to my madness. Yep. When we started, when I joined in July, the first thing I did for over a month was talk to people like you, hundreds of professors, parents, students, higher ed leaders and ask them, this is in July, right? This is mm -hmm. at the height of, everyone was online, campus was closed down. What's missing? What are your pains? Is there anything that you're gaining by being online? And, and there were, you know, surprisingly, yes, there were some people that, you know, said that, that there were benefits even back then, but what was missing? And based on what was missing and the pains, that's what 
we have filled in order to um, make available in a digital world. So mm -hmm. what we do for professors, first of all, professors is, you know, they're, they're in an industry that's getting hit financially. I know professors that personally have called me asking if we're hiring professors, not understanding what Elevate U does. We're not a university. We partner with professors and universities to help make their courses more engaging. Um, and, and also that the fact that there's furloughs, there is uh, pay cuts. So one of the things that we do is once the AI textbook and digital courseware is developed, we actually publish it for them and add it to our AI textbook library marketplace, where if you're teaching anthropology or anatomy and you, writ, you wrote, or instructional design, we market your same textbook and digital courseware to other instructional design professors, other universities and departments. So they're able to get the use of the textbook and then we share royalties with the professors and along the which way, is awesome especially for adjunct instructors i'm just gonna say this which is 73 percent of every single professor in the right US, it's an adjunct you. world for sure you know they're holding up these classes and the fact that you are reaping some of the benefits of this is just amazing but also the fact that you're providing a like i wouldn't even know like i've thought for many years about writing a textbook but it's so hard to know where to begin with that and it's so you go with a publisher you have an editor you know and elevate you really streams they streamline all of this so it was kind of a no it was kind of a win-win situation for me i'm like i want to publish a book but i also want to be able to um, make sure that it's well done and that it's 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 dynamic it's learning it's it's growing and not having to put out all these different editions and there's so, a flow to it, right? Right. Yes, there's a definite flow and process. So, you know, let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is the big five traditional publishers. Um, students are paying $153 on average. Uh, and I didn't make up these numbers. There are case studies that we can refer to. But about $153 on average students are paying for right now, whether print or digital. That's a stagnant textbook that may have been published in 1983. And then there's 15 editions. That's the year that. I was born. That's odd you say that. <laughs> are you ready to reimagine your admissions and enrollment marketing? Wherever you are in the admissions CRM selection process, Element 451 is here to help you. Now, why check them out? Well, Element 451 empowers admissions and enrollment teams to work more efficiently as they develop stronger, more personalized engagements with prospective students. Their cloud-based admissions marketing and enrollment CRM platform is powerful, yet easy to use. Complicated systems are exactly that, complicated. At its core are two of the most important ingredients for working smarter, automation and analytics. At Element 451, you get enrollment experts, marketers, engineers, data magicians, and thought leaders with decades of experience working in higher ed and ed tech to help you streamline your systems for more effective and greater yield. Visit them at element451.com. That's element451.com. Did not know that. that yeah. know I did not know that. So that textbook is um, about 38 years old. <laughs> and then there are eBooks, which are essentially PDFs that have some functionality but they also, they're not engaging, right? So 
students are paying 85 to still $153 for an online version of it. And yeah. the, the prices of textbooks have going, you know, gone astronomically. And this is not to put down uh, the, the traditional textbook publishers. We look at them as potential collaborators in the future. The fact that we're a startup, we're able to move a lot more quickly than a multi-million and billion dollar company that has intellectual property and copyright and so much other stuff and staff and all of that. Um, I feel like they're trying to pivot too. I feel like they are trying to figure out a way to go from that traditional to the and they, more. And, and they have been making some some headway. I mean, yeah. there's McGraw Hill, Alexis, and and Cengage, and they're and they're 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 doing it, mm -hmm. but they can't do it as fast as as a startup and scale as fast as we are. So I would not be surprised somewhere down the line that becomes a partnership or maybe it becomes an acquisition. I don't know. Are you just putting it out there in the universe right now? Yeah, Amazon, <laughs> Google, whoever wants to, you know. But but the thing is, is that you're right. It takes about two years to actually publish a traditional textbook. Mm -hmm. And I've heard figures, I thought it was up to 350,000. I heard from one person that used to work for one of the big five as VP of sales that has spent a million dollars between production, distribution, uh, marketing, just all of that. When you add in artificial intelligence and technology, that automates a lot of that. And what we're doing is passing a chunk of that savings directly to the students, which translates into us actually saving students 60% of what they're paying for right now on average. So a student on a yearly basis, spend between 1300 and 1500 of course material, which is textbooks and labs and everything. Right. 60% of that in one consolidated turnkey solution is what we're doing. And we are there to answer questions, to consult with professors. We have a webinar uh, that's, that goes on every single Monday at 2 p.m. You were the first one to join us <laughs> on that 2 p.m. webinar a couple yep. of weeks ago, a month ago. Um, and it's and it's informative. It, it it shocks professors how easy it is. And the first question that I guess is, you know, Don, how much time is this really going to require, and how long does it take? Our goal is ninety days or less, and it's never taken that long. It all depends on the content of the professor, the subject, because some, obviously some some courses, some uh, you know, are more detailed and have to be more, you know, in the weeds. Right. But there are other professors that have said, can I give you access to my entire video library? And can you make Let's a textbook out of that? Right. And the answer to that is, Holly? Yes. Yeah, because we're able to take the video, transcribe it into text, and then make it into quizzes that are live. And then we give it back to the professor. You know, the professor is the ones in charge. And I know you've seen how you go into the professor dashboard and it's like a studio right. control online. And I do want to mention that you provide everything. You provide the templates. You, when you, when you make an agreement with Elevate U, you're not, you're, you're not paying them for anything. You know, they're taking a portion of what you create, but they're doing all the hard work for you. You know, all the yeah, templates. That's just, yeah, that's, that's important to instructors. They don't have a lot of time. A lot yeah, of us are or doing research things. Right, yep. you don't charge professors. So students are already gonna be paying $153. Why aren't they not just paying $65 and getting everything, which is the average price of, of our textbook? 
Right. And I just say that like, again, you are, you're doing all the hard work, the things that we that I would say personally, you know, for all the instructional designers out there, the, the copyright stuff, you're checking that, you know, the accessibility stuff, you're checking that it's just that that stuff that takes forever to do, you know, the editing, all that stuff, you're really just helping with that and partnering with the instructor and giving them the tools they need to just to make this great textbook. Cause that's really what they want to do. They want to share their subject matter expertise with their students and also make it a great learning experience. Yeah, if we're able to take some of the time that professors spend on creating something visual or preparing for a class online or even in person, and we're able to do that for them, like, like creating a test bank that scans the entire textbook, uh, that AI textbook and digital course for the professor, and you could just put in, I want a, you know, an exam, a quiz that's all about this. And then you can choose, oh, I want it to be true or false, multiple choice, uh, or essay. And then you can just click a button and then it gives you all of the choices and you just drag and drop and click right. each semester. So easy, so intuitive. Love it. Different. Yeah. No more yeah. cheating. <laughs> well, let's not say it's not, it's never 100%, but it does help with having the different opportunities and the different quizzing type questions and things like that. It does help deter the cheating, but I want to know, you know, we, we started to touch on this a little bit. How has COVID-19 impacted Elevate U? So how have you guys had to pivot? You came on board, you said in 2019, 2020 COVID hit in March. So how have you guys had to pivot? Give me a little bit of that story. Um, to helping your customers and your clients? Yeah, um, probably towards the, the end of the summer in August, we realized after we raised the pre-seed round and we realized that we need to grow and scale fast because the COVID pandemic is not just going away. This is in August and we were already working on uh, creating and transforming professors' content and courses to be launched in January live. Um, we realized that we needed to grow fast um, and we need to scale fast. So COVID-19 basically uh, told us and, and it made us realize that this is a lot bigger than what we thought and the market, which is- I think all of us can say that for sure. <laughs> this and, thing and, is still lingering about. <laughs> no, and, and don't we have a choice? You know, can we just sit back, whether you're an institution or you're a professor, let's just wait and see and watch the disruption happening, or we can make an active choice and be part of the disruption for the better. And that's what Love in the that. beginning, institutions were not really interested in having a conversation with us because they thought things weren't going to change. We're now 10 and a half months into this, Holly. You're the I can't believe it. expert here, right? Yeah. Yep. How much has changed? Oh my, where do I start? <laughs> well, how much has changed in terms of in April and in June, the way students I think that, you watch know, watch lectures. Right. They want so much more that's like generated for them in such an easy way. They want the videos, they want the content, they want the, they want to know where to go to learn this stuff. And they are, you know, we have to think about technologies that exist in their area too, the, especially the younger generations with the TikToks, that sort of stuff. They want it digestible. So all that stuff is, is, is prominent now. Like we are at the center stage of it. 
instructional designers became well known, um, you know, celebrities in their own right for the front being on the front line of education. So we we really the students are asking for those things. I actually recorded this morning. I did a, a video announcement just to say hi to my students because we're not meeting this week um, and say, you know, here's what's what you need for this week. So I did a video announcement as opposed to just a, a boring text based one. Right. And, and do you think that the, the, the industry has done enough to make online learning better? I think it's a collaboration and a great relationship between vendors like yourself and instructors that really want to embrace this. Because I always say, you know, working with a vendor, it, they are not serving you. They are providing you, they are providing you with a service, but it's collaborative. And I think that's why I was so drawn to Elevate You is because you work, you work in, in tandem with everybody there. You're not just saying, okay, I need this. You give it to me because I'm paying you or some, you're getting some sort of benefit from it. It's more like, I have this knowledge. I want to share it. How can you help me? What can we do together as a team? And that's what I really like about Elevate You is it's more of a collaborative relationship than that vendor type servant. I don't like that. I don't like that at all because I always think that Elevate You is listening to the consumers and they will change things, you know, based upon what's in the market or what we think is industry standard. So that's important in that relationship too. So and who's the consumer? The student. Well, the student, exactly. You know, <laughs> exactly. and the faculty member is the, at most of the time is the voice of the student. And I always say they're the catalyst behind how everything happens, behind how the reaction of learning happens. So you have to listen to the students. So just to, you know, find, you know, wrap up the answer to your question about COVID-19. Yeah. I think now that we've got, you know, we're past the fall, I think it's, it, the conversation, as far as you know, my point of view, turned the corner in around end of October, beginning of November, with institutions. Professors, for the most part, have been very welcoming and and uh, supportive and want to get in on on what we're doing. Um, institutions are now listening and now they're open, not only to show, hey, we're innovative to help recruiting, but they're they're seeing the buy-in by the professors. And most of the institutions that we have been talking to on an enterprise level were, were introduced to us by professors that are working with us. So that is a, uh, you know, that's a great feeling when you have your- It really speaks to what you're doing. It really does. It, it, it provides meaning and it provides like this positive feeling surrounding what you're doing, which is awesome. I, I just, you know, when I first started doing educational furniture, one of the greatest joys that I had was building playgrounds, I kid you not. I, I put down the rubber, not myself, but we got the vendors and we designed it, made one into a, a water park. Some of them are still cool. up. I still go by just to get that feeling that I played a part in that. I cannot wait three, four years down the line when pandemic is way over and controlled and vaccinated and all that, herd immunity, it's not a, it's not a scare anymore. And we're still doing online education. Why? Not because it's needed, because that's the way students are learning best in some subjects. You're they right. And it works. Be it's better in subjects. Yes. 100%. But I can't wait to come back. And I'm getting the chills just, you know, talking about it is to come back and look at it 
probably at my youngest, my baby's graduation as an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah that's awesome so you know in wrapping things up here it's been it's been a great conversation lots of tidbits and information shared about elevate you so and the last two questions i have for you did we miss anything or is there anything else you'd like to share about elevate you and then the final question is what does the future of educational technology look like from your perspective so those are two kind of loaded questions. Well, the first one's kind of easier, but the second, yeah, the second, one the is, second one's definitely loaded, but I want to know, I like to get your This one's being recorded for prosperity. Yeah. <laughs> so you are forever enshrined in a podcast episode. So tell me about, answer those questions for me. Um, so what else about Elevate You? Um, we're looking for more professors that want to work with us. We're adding more um, staff with experience in instructional design to help them um, build and, and play out their, their textbooks, their digital courseware. We have some professors that are planning on going live in the summer and only half of their AR textbook is done. Um, we're looking to hear and engage with professors. Like I said, a lot of our platform changed. Right. And we pivoted based on the feedback from people like you, Holly, and professors and students we're not gonna tell the market and the consumer, this is what you need. No, you're telling us this is what we need and we're building That's it. That's smart. <laughs> you know, in our tagline, we call ourselves an e-learning sandbox. And I refer to that as growing up, uh, you know, in, in Detroit, Michigan, uh, until I was getting into sports and it wasn't winter, favorite thing for me was to go outside and to play in the sandbox where all the construction mm -hmm. tools are there. And what was the rule, Holly? You have to play nice and you can play there. But as soon as you pulled Holly's hair and, and, <laughs> and you pushed down Elliot and, you know, they made him trip over, you're out. Right. So we look at, at, at our competitors um, as competition. We look at competitors and potential collaborators. We're not recreating the wheel. We're not an LMS. We are taking the ones that are doing great things and the little bits and pieces throughout education technology and bringing it into consolidated place and then adding artificial intelligence to make it easier, make it cheaper and make it more successful. Yes, absolutely. And accessible for the students, for the learners. We're, we're, we're constantly having webinars. So if you're a professor uh, listening to this or an instructional designer or someone in, in a higher ed institution, be happy to have a conversation with you. You can go to our website, it's very easy, Elevate You. The letter U, not Y-O-U, elevateu.ai. You'll be greeted with a minute, 15 second video to explain to you visually exactly what we did and talked about right here. And of course, I'm going to include all this in the show notes. So everything's going to be yes. there hyperlinked for people to go and click and see what Elevate U is doing. The, yeah, 100%. And then you can fill out information on the website and be in contact with us. And of course, Holly, you'll put in the show notes how to contact me, me uh, as Absolutely. well. Okay, the loaded question. The loaded question. Last last few minutes. Tell us about what does the future of educational technology look like? I'll start with saying that I believe in the next five years, we are going to see two things. Number one, we're going to see a tiered tuition schedule for, for tier three and tier four colleges and community colleges. I don't think the top uh, colleges will change that much until what we they charge, depending on how you take your classes and where, because you're really going for the credentials, the certificate, in order to help you get where you want to be. So Along you're thinking micro credential space type things like 
you know, um, badging and stuff like that, like earning that stuff to get a. Well, I believe that you'll have a choice, much like some universities, one of them that you know about, I, I got this idea from University of Central Florida. I think 50, 60% of their courses can all be chosen to be taken online, blended or in person. Well, I think that will be given as a choice to across the board, all institutions and all students, and you will pay differently, whether online, because it should cost less, even though there is this misnomer that in order to do online education, you have to invest in technology and all that. The answer is no. And call me and I'll explain to you why. <laughs> and then there's the highest, which is in person. And then there's middle of the road. And I think it will be priced like that. I also believe that much like you said it, celebrity instructional designers, uh, call it celebrity professors. Today, what's a celebrity professor? Scott Galloway, Adam Grant, Jonah Berger, the ones that have New York Times bestselling uh, books. In my mind, I believe that there is going to be a niche and it already has begun that professors will be a free agent and they will be able to be paid since they're probably all adjunct anyways and they're not getting benefits, they'll be paid to their professor Inc, whatever the name of the company is, and they will be able to teach at any university in any location in the world. And they will either have a home office studio that we can help them design, or they'll go to a place like, uh, you know, um, a workspace that is prefabbed with all the technology that can give quality lectures. And I believe that the same course that Professor Owens is giving <laughs> in UC Berkeley, you may be able to get in University of Colorado if they want you to give that course. And depending on where you are uh, enrolled, because you can't just go on to LAVU and take courses, it's all through the institution. Right. Professors will be able to reach their students no matter where they are, when they are at a very high quality level of sound, uh, engagement, and video. It's just a question of, it's just really, it's not even a question, it's just a matter of time. Right. And the more changing. we work with and institutions that are open to hearing that, and most of them are now opening it up, um, I believe that's where we're going to be in the next three to five, five years. That's How awesome. That, answer? that was great. Sure. I love your free agent take on the instructor, you know, the United States, especially um, the education game would be totally different if we paid educators, adjuncts, instructors, the way we pay those famous football players and basketball players and golfers. So it would definitely change the game to be that free agent. No offense to LeBron James. Yeah. He deserved to be paid more. Right. So I, yeah. I no offense taken from course. them. No I offense. Expect, I expect to see your instructional design course, Holly, taught <laughs> at the University of Australia. No pressure. Years from now. No <laughs> pressure. Got it. Well, Elliot, I really appreciate all your time and being on Ed Up at Tech. And of course, everything about Elliot, where you can find him, connect with him, learn more about Elevate You is going to be in the show notes. So thank you so much for being here with me today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me, Holly. No problem. Take care. You've been listening to another episode of EdUp EdTech with your host, Holly Owens. You can follow Holly on LinkedIn. You can also visit her website at jollyholly.me to find out more about what she's up to. Please head to Apple or wherever you download your podcast content and leave us a rating, review, 
and please subscribe to be notified of future episodes. This has been another incredible episode of Ed Up Ed Tech with your host, Holly Owens. 